think it's totally time for you to have a beer if you'd like to go for it. Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 45th episode of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. It's uh, I'm Jake Johansson. This is the 45th episode. Um, can you believe it? There's part of me that can't believe it. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit excited about it. You know, everybody's talking about what's going to be on the 50th episode of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. Actually, nobody's talking about that. It just occurred to me. Um, but that's uh, five episodes away from from now. If I if I've done my math right, uh, I did go to college. I didn't graduate from college, but I think I do know that uh, 45 plus five is 50. It equals 50. It's the same as 50. And so, um, so I'm thinking about what that 50th episode is going to be. You know, I've got a few, I've got a few cats in the bag, and uh, I might let one of them out, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen on the 50th episode or not, because I'm focused on this episode. As are you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up to the uh, well to your headphones, to your pants. If you're working out, crank it up. Don't forget to crank it up. Try a little bit extra harder for both of us, um, because I need to show results from this podcast. I've got, I've, I, I'll be honest with you, it's not as many listeners as I wish I had, but the ones that I do have are quality, and they're losing weight and getting stronger day by day. That, at least that's my dream. I hope that this isn't a, uh, it's like the opposite of the biggest loser, <laughs> where you just, you put on, you just gain weight. You just, while you're listening to the podcast, you just eat donuts and ice cream and you sit. And uh, well, if you're, as long as you're happy doing that, you know, if you're happy, I'm happy. That's that's how that's how we roll on this podcast. If you're happy, I'm happy. So either crank it up or go get a bigger spoon and get busy on that ice cream because uh, you only live once and this is it. I hate to tell you, wake up, ding dong, this is it. This is your life. You're in it. You're deep. I hope I'm not waking you up in the middle of it. I hope you already knew that. But uh, just in case you didn't, this is it. This is your life. If you wish that it was different, you know, do like Michael Jackson says and look in the mirror, make a change. That's, he's awesome. And I wouldn't have known as much about him if my daughter hadn't completely fallen in love with him when she was five years old. But now she's on to Twilight, uh, vampires. And, uh, I don't think she's fully appreciated the thriller video yet, but even though that's not vampires, it's still a zombie nighttime monster things. We're going to, we're, I got a feeling we're circling back to Michael Jackson with her eventually, but right now she's into twilight. I hope I hope I'm gone before she gets into Fifty Shades of Grey. And by gone, I don't mean dead. I just mean I hope she's out of the house. I don't think that's going to happen while she's living with us or <laughs> starting to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, can you imagine your 40-year-old daughter is still living at home with you? Mm. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. If your 40-year-old daughter is still living at home with you, hey, I don't mean – hey, not, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it just <laughs> – I don't. I can't afford to alienate anyone. I, we're trying to lose weight and make friends with each other. That's what's going on right now. Okay, so if you're living it, if you're if you're somebody's forty year old daughter, I think it's probably more likely that you're the forty forty year old daughter. I'm not sure of my demographic demographic democrat demographic democratic might be my demographic, but I hope I do. I think I do for sure know that I have some Republican listeners. And so that's awesome. 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 Ah, the talking practice this week, it was a rough one. And uh, I just want to say that I'm doing my best right now. But uh, we did have a tough practice. And, uh, you know, this is game day. And uh, I like my chances. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to finish the game. 
but I don't know if I'm going to win. I don't. Luckily, this week, Nigel is back on the podcast. So we're going to get busy talking, Nigel and I, in just a minute. We already did talk, but I'm going to get busy playing that for you. But first, I'm going to tell you where I'm going. Because that's what I do. That's I, This podcast is part of a big podcast network, the All Things Comedy Network. I don't know that they always listen, but uh, I plug them as, as if they did. And not that I have to. I can do whatever I want. This is my podcast. But I'm part of the All Things Comedy Network. There's a lot of other great podcasts on that network. If you go to allthingscomedy.com uh, or just... Just type all things comedy into your Google, or you don't have to do it into Google. You can type it right into that other place where you put in the name of the website, and it'll act as if you typed it into Google. Who are we kidding? I don't know why there are two places to type things in on the browser. I'm on to them. I'm on to you, browsers. Uh, anyway, you can type that in. You can go to the All Things Comedy website. You can look at some of the other podcasts there. I recommend... Um, I recommend Tom Rhodes' podcast. I recommend also, uh, which is, I think, called the Tom Rhodes Podcast. And I also recommend Walking the Room with Greg and Dave. Uh, and I also recommend Jackie Cation's podcast. And that's not just because I've been on all those podcasts. It's because they're they're good. And you would like, if you enjoy people talking to you while you're doing whatever it is you're doing now, it can't be me all the time because I'm assuming that You've got more than just one hour a day when you're walking around listening to things. Try one of those other podcasts. But, hey, I digressed. I was going to tell you where I'm, uh, where I'm going, where I'm coming, what's going on. And I'm going to do that just uh, shortly, um, like I mean right now. May 30th to June 1st. That's next week if you're listening to that this week. Uh, I'll be in San Francisco, May 30th to June 1st, 2013. San Francisco Punchline, May 30th to June 1st. That's where I started my career, and I would appreciate it if you would come out for the big uh, me reuniting with San Francisco shows. It's going to be a good time, I can promise you that. The Punchline's upstairs downtown in San Francisco. It's a little tricky to find if you've never been there, but you can do it now with these phones. Then uh, June 6th through 9th, I'll be in Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters Comedy Club. That's a new place for me. June 6th through 9th, Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters. That's on uh, 12938 Northdale Mabry Highway, which is that's the type of address you can have if you move to Florida. This is a real big draw. June 14th through 16th, I'm going to be at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, California. Hey, wait a minute. That's kind of a big place for Jake to be playing. And that's because I'm going to be opening up for Barry Manilow. He's going to be closing those shows. I'm going to be at the Greek Theater uh, going on before Barry. I'm going to be performing for a half hour. Uh, and if you want to see Barry Manilow, this is a great chance to see he and me in the same place. And then later, later after, in the, in the summertime, when the living is easy, I'll be in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club. I'll be at Indianapolis, Indiana at Morty's. I'm going to Washington, D.C. to the Improv. I'm going back to Florida, the Fort Lauderdale Improv. And then uh, up, up Seattle Way, Minneapolis, uh, Denver, back to the Comedy Works, Amy's in Chicago. I'm doing all of those things. I'm doing all of those things. And you're saying, well, you left out some of the information there. How can I find out about all that? I'm telling you, you just go to jakethis.com. That is my website. And you can just type in Jake This and put put that into wherever you type it, and it'll eventually show up my website. I think you can just type in Jake Comedian and you'll get there. But if you didn't know how to get to my website by now, I'm frankly, I'm surprised because you're listening to the podcast, but you don't know that I have a website. That's ridiculous. You probably already know when I'm go where I'm going and when I'm coming. And uh, maybe you've even bought your tickets. I would appreciate it if you buy your, buy your tickets now to all of those shows and maybe uh, buy one for a friend. Take a friend. Better yet, bring bring five, six friends because you can't have a party without enough people. Well, you can. Just two people can have a party. And I prove that quite often with my wife. 
We have a party almost every night, and then we brush our teeth and go to bed. Uh, so thank you for listening. This week, Nigel is back. I'm super excited to have Nigel back, and we had a conversation here in the uh, Potatorium where I am now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that conversation, then I'll come back and say a few closing... I'll have some closing remarks and thoughts later after this talking with me and Nigel. Here we go. Do you have a G-string I could borrow? It's hot in here. Gotta, <laughs> it is warm. I need the least amount of clothing as possible. Or just some towels. We should have a sauna show. Yeah, just... I don't think... Yeah, let's not give people the wrong idea. You're just taking your <laughs> shoes off. You're not really... Uh... We're just... No, no, we're going to have a sauna show. We just put some towels on. We have some hot rocks here. Uh-huh. Throw some. Throw a little water on there, a little steam. We've already got the steam. The steam, I don't know where the steam is coming from. Yeah, it's a little warm in here. I'm going to shut the door, though. Oh, because, perfect. Close yeah. the door. Yeah, close the door because the airplanes. Do you, <laughs> <might> be, yeah. <laughs> Do you have an electric blanket I can wrap around myself? <laughs> just get it. Get just it. to really get it nice and, and warm nice and thermal. Bl- yeah, I just want to see if I can short out an electric blanket with my, oh, boy. With my perspiration. Well, it's warm outside, but we just took our big walk up the hill from the coffee anyway. Oh, man. Uh, so... Oh. Welcome back. So we're just talking about, uh, I just found out what Reddit was. I mean, people were saying, oh, they're going to go on Reddit and do an interview. I don't know exactly what all that is. <laughs> My ability to keep up with what's going on. I just want to find out about the new thing first and then really jump on it. I feel like I learned my lesson. It took me too long <laughs> to get on MySpace and Facebook and Twitter. Oh, Twitter, although I was one of the... I was like one of the, the in the nine million of users. I wasn't. Now they're up to one point something billion. So is it really? Yeah, I feel like I got on board early, but I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing. But now I need the next thing. So I was looking at Reddit. So people post things, and then uh, and then you can rate them up or down, or you can right. post a question, and then other people can comment on it. And uh, just seems it seemed like, uh, but it's very. The the when you go to the site, it just doesn't look like it's good at all until you start clicking on things, and then you feel like, oh, this, this is this this might actually be good. <laughs> so someone That's posted. How I feel about everything. I never get to the point of thinking it might actually be good. I always stop at the point where I'm like, this is no good. Just bail. This is terrible. I'm not doing it. Well, it's it. I'm out. So I'll was, look at it for 30 seconds <laughs> and then I'm done. So there were a couple of funny things, but the one was somebody had posted, like, what's your favorite combination of swear words? Uh, <laughs> this is what people are doing Well, that was work. one thing. This well, of course, yeah. Work. You're supposed to be working, but they're like, hey, I wonder what everybody else's <laughs> favorite combination of swear words are. I got mine. I know what my combination of swear yeah, words Yeah, well, are. what's your favorite combination <laughs> of swear words, Nigel? Oh, man. What's your... Well, can we say it on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we can curse. It's too late. I For a while, I thought we were not going to curse, but um, a little bit of cursing is okay. I like I mean, we're not com- going nuts. I like any combination of fucks. Yeah, well, this guy, this fuck. somebody went on and said their brother always says, "Relax the fuck up." 
<laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one. I'm trying to figure. I don't know when I can say "relax the fuck up" to someone, but I'm relax the fuck up. It's it's such a because it, it does make you relax because you have to think about that one for a sec. It makes you laugh. Nobody likes being told to relax. Yeah, but because uh, if you say "calm the fuck down," that just escalates. That's wrong. Things. Yeah, that's gonna escalate things. But if you go "relax the fuck up," your brain has to switch and go. Wait a minute. Too many like what I don't I? know how to. Oh, I can't do that. Wait, it's you a just joke. swore. You're I'm just doing... kidding. Okay, hold. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you just tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's another time-wasting thing on the Internet that you can do. Man, there's some time-wasting things on there. Well, that's I was great. looking on the Internet, and I found out that I couldn't find the video, but supposedly you're the mayor of Toronto has been... Uh, smoking crack? Smoking crack, yeah. I just saw that uh, yeah, recently, too, but I didn't see the actual video, but the, his lawyer's response was like... Uh, what was his? Did you read the lawyer's response? No. He said something like, "Well, only only somebody who is like an informed crack user could really have an opinion on whether or not that was crack." Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, it could be anything. <laughs> you could be smoking anything with an acetylene torch in a glass pipe. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of other things it's you could like, be smoking. Man, you I mean, need a new right? Lawyer. It could be hash, or it could be meth, or it could be—I don't know. There's a lot of things it could be. I'm not a drug addict. So you should ask the mayor. <laughs> Why does he just say that? I'm not a drug expert, but it could have been anything. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been smoking water. People uh, smoke water someplace. I don't think they do. Well, it could have been nutrients. Smoking in the nutrients. <laughs> yeah, it's an energy. It's well, how do we know he wasn't having an energy smoke? It was an energy smoke. Have you heard about that? Very big in other places that aren't here. I think actually crack could be described as an energy smoke, but I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I don't know. Those energy. Somebody gave me some of those five-hour energies. Have you ever had one of those? Yeah, I like those all right. Did, Did you, you like, like it or not? No. I, my, friend asked, <laughs> no. my friend asked me if I had done cocaine. <laughs> like, I had one. And she was like, are you on drugs? It had a powerful like, effect on you. Yeah, I didn't realize it, though. I didn't feel like I was any different, but I was talking way faster and was more... Lively, I guess. I got in the habit of having one for a while. I would have one on a Friday or Saturday if I had to do a couple shows. I'd have one, you know, like drink it 20 minutes before the first show starts. So by the time I'm on, it's been circulating for a while. And I felt like it was a nice... It was a nice, nice lift up. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm part of the Geritol generation, but yeah. on those two show nights, I could kind of flag a little bit between shows, and so yeah. this kind of made it where I didn't have to have coffee in between. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was too much for me. It was a uh, too much of a boost. I don't need that much. I should have maybe just had half. Mm, it's hard because it. it's only like one and a half I know, ounces. It's a very small bottle. <laughs> it's hard to take a. You got to pour it into a spoon. I drank uh, one last year at Jazz Fest, you know, because you can wind up being sort of tired and you got to go out or you're uh, or you're uh, hungover and you want to. So it was like the last half day or last day, and I was really zonked. But we were going to go out and walk around and have some brunch or something, and I drank a five-hour energy drink, and it was like. It had a really bad effect. Like if you're super tired and super hungover, and you drink one of those, and your your body just goes, you can't punch the gas. <laughs> the gas is not hooked up to anything. So it just did a it did a weird. Like I think it just shot into my it, my adrenal gland threw up five hour energy drink, and it just oh. made me kind of nauseous and and miserable for the day. <laughs> so yeah, you got to watch out if you're really in the 
if you're really depleted. No. Well, there was something. Weren't they uh, recalling some of those or somebody pulled some off the shelf? I, like I love it when they drinks. decide they're going to re- recall an energy drink. It's like, really? Now i got to look on the Internet before I open my can of Well, there was drink. some kind of, they're like, hey, these aren't good for you. Because some people are taking them, you know, some people are having, like anything, right? Some people are going to have like six of those a day because they're... right. You know, they're irresponsible morons. Yeah, they're just like, hey, I hate my, and I like to stay up till four in the morning every night, and then I still have to go to work, and I hate my job, so I'll just drink seven of these, and that'll get me through. And then people have health problems, and it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. There, I don't, I, the Red Bull and stuff, I can't. I've made the mistake of having in mixed drinks, you know, where they'll have red, you have a, like a vodka Red Bull or something. Oh, oh man, that's the worst. I do. You don't want to be drunk and awake. <laughs> you you, know, kinda, I you like, do. I like to. I like to slowly, you know, fade away. Like when I'm drinking too much, it's like you know. Then you have Red Bull at the end of the night, and you think, "Oh, that's good. That'll pick me up." And then you're just drunk and awake for another. Well, yeah, life. it's a powerful that vodka Red Bull. I had never had or heard of Red Bull. It was 1999, and we went to Hong Kong. Me and this other comic. And uh, they were drinking it there. And so you go and do your show, and you're meeting all these people. And Hong Kong is really like, it's like being in some kind of weird, you know, it's like being in a karate movie. It's completely foreign to you, the place that you (laughs) Really? (laughs) I don't know. They don't all know karate, Jake. Well, just everyone is different than you, and the buildings look different, and they're, you know, they're speaking this crazy language, but there's people there who speak English, and they're all drinking, you know, you want to try vodka and Red Bull, and so I'm drinking it, and it's like, yeah, it's sort of sweet, but it's got vodka in it, so you're kind of buzzed, but you're awake, and it was just like a three, so then that's what we drank every night on this trip, right? and it was super fun, because it was like, you, you, you we're energized but also a little bit drunken and we just had the greatest time and then i came back here and tried it you know back in normal where everything is like i know how things are supposed to be right and i realized oh i must have just been insane i must have just been insane for three days because if i have a vodka and red bull here it's i it's too much it's it's not the right it's not a good combo for me see when you were there I, i was i first had it in thailand and i was over there with a buddy of mine we were traveling around and it was back in that time or there, it was made with amphetamines. It was, that's what it was. So we would drink it with whiskey. Uh-huh. And so, so you're, we, the first night I had it, I mean, we started drinking at, you know, 10 in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the sun was coming up. And I mean, we were drunk. I was like, we've been drinking for like 12 hours. I was like, how's the sun coming up? It can't be. We've been, we've been drinking for two hours. <laughs> There's a time machine in this can. <laughs> this, this stuff is delicious. And I mean, the come down was just phenomenal after that. Because I mean, we drank ton of it and all night but then it was like all of a sudden the next day and i was like oh and they're like yeah there's this red bull is amphetamines there's a little glass jar kind of it looked like a little potion see i don't know what it i don't know what it was in because i always ordered it from a bartender so it was happening i bought it from a guy off a truck (laughs) (laughs) he was pasting his own labels on hey what's the needle for you said red bull (laughs) Whatever, do what the guy says. He's the professional. Yeah, you drink the vodka and I inject the Red Bull. That's what a vodka and Red Bull is. He's got a truck and everything. There's no way this guy isn't legit. Come on. But then when it came to North America, I remember it was like a different, uh, obviously a different formula. Yeah, North America always Uh, making you take the amphetamines out of everything. But the taste of it, because we drank so much, it was, I had a couple of experiences there and the taste of it, it still sort of tastes the same. So that sort of medicinal kind Mm. of syrupy taste and it just reminds me of that. 
Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't go near it. Those no. incredible drunks. That we I wonder what a five-hour energy drink in a vodka. That'd be like a one-to-one okay, sort of a thing. There's the podcast. Yeah, call. this is the call. It's been a while. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten one. Uh, during my solo ones the last couple of times, but Belinda was on last week, so that counts yeah, as a phone call. That counts. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. If, is that a thing? Five-hour energy and... Vodka? If it's not, I'm... Trademark. Let's try it. Let's try let's it, everybody. Let's try it. Okay. I don't think we... It's beyond the scope of this Listeners, particular episode. let us know what it tastes like, if it's good. Oh, I'm sure it's going on. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me a little story while I Google five-hour energy, <laughs> energy drinking vodka? Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you were doing in Canada this last trip. Oh, I had a great time. I did a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. I did uh, a bunch of uh, sort of one-nighter shows that were okay. I did a couple of club dates that were fun, and then I did a little uh, theater tour with a buddy of mine that were really fun. Did a fundraiser, raised a bunch of money for uh, for my friend's charity. It's good. I think we raised about uh, 35, 40 grand total, mm-hmm. which was nice. It's a nice feeling. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. I did a show with Paul Reiser, which was pretty fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, Paul is a nice guy. I haven't. He's, I ran into him with a comedy. I mean, I've known him for a long time, but I hadn't seen him for years. But he's back doing stand-up now, huh? Yeah, he was doing I just happened to be in town, and he was playing a city that I was in. So I was like, I'm going to go down and watch him, because I really loved, I would love to see him perform. And uh, I went down there, and they just fired the guy that opened for him, because he was really dirty. And so... Oh, so did you get... You got on the show? So, yeah, I just walked in. I was like, I just came down to watch the show. And they're like, can you do the rest of the shows? Because that guy's fired. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, That'd where was it? It was in Calgary. It's uh, the place called The Laugh Shop in Calgary. And I so, would like to get into The Laugh Shop in Calgary. Yes, you can get in there. I'll, you, you can go there. Yeah, I'm going to write that guy. down. I'm writing that down. I'll, I'd like to go, hey, I'll Canada, t- I'm interested. I'll t- <laughs> Canada, you, Canada likes you. Do you like Canada? Maybe we'll do it together. Yeah, I do. We'll do. We'll do a, a, a show. Yeah, that would be great. We could even then. Uh, we could even do an afternoon. Uh, uh, and we'll do a podcast. Pod, pod coffee. Pod, podcast pod coffee. coffee. Hey, okay. It's a drink made popular in Iowa, which is where I'm from. It five involves hour it invo- the oh. uh, five hour boner. It's called the five hour boner. <laughs> it involves a shot of vodka mixed with a full bottle of five hour energy drink. Legend says that after consuming the drink, men have youthful erection-induced energy that should result in a phone call to a physician. Hmm. Whereas women feel like they've just taken a hit of cocaine mixed with, mixed with speed. <laughs> so, I don't know if that makes me want to try it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, don't, I find it hard to believe that vodka, two things that I've already experienced, vodka <laughs> Honey, and five-hour energy drink, are going to cause uh, cause a boner because I've you know I yeah. I rarely, if ever, get it. Have you that. ever had a hit of cocaine mixed with speed? Because this is going to be like the exact same thing. I'm making it in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. right now. You're going to love it. <laughs> hey, and while you're experiencing that. I'm going to be super horny. I'm going to have a shot of heart. How does that sound? Do you want to eat first or after? You start the movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's Yeah, a... so I don't think we want to mess around with that, especially no, you not and I. Not, not you and I. The two of us. It's already hot in here. We don't need to crank up the heat anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just looking for more... Smells and tastes like shampoo. Hmm. Huh. Can you use it as shampoo? No, I don't. Will think it give so. your hair a boner? Mm. 
No. No? I don't think so. Interesting. So this one, Yahoo Answers, has a question. Can five-hour energy drink and vodka kill you? Because <laughs> I've been drinking it for hours. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel far, like I'm going to die. So far, so good. <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. Best answer, I wouldn't try it. Five-hour energy has more these, caffeine uh, than a cup or two of espresso, meaning a lot of caffeine. And you can overdose on caffeine. I don't trust a lot of these people that post comments and that. You know, when people ask a question like, hey, is this bad no. for you? And all these people start posting. It's like, really? Are you... You know, go ask your mechanic or your doctor or whoever. Like, go ask the yeah, person. Yeah, don't ask Yahoo don't you, don't answers. Ask, don't, don't trust the their internet. answer. I'm going to just go out on a limb and, because this is the same. Five-hour energy drink has the same caffeine as a couple of cups of coffee. And so they're scared to mix it with vodka. It's like, hello, Irish coffee. That is a shot of whiskey and a cup of coffee. So two of those is, a, yeah, I mean, come on, a double double Irish whiskey. That's a, you're, you're in the same zone, according yeah. to this this doctor, and I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but yeah, it's a funny question to ask your doctor, though. <laughs> I mean, your doctor is really going to kind of raise an eyebrow when you go, not my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so your physical looks great. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I do. Um, Can you? <laughs> what do you think about it? Shot of vodka mixed with a five-hour energy drink, and your doctor. What is he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> say you mean right now? Depends. Yeah. Depends how close you are with your doctor, I guess. Yeah, you have to. You have to have a good relationship. Or depends on how shifty your doctor is. We're like, hey, doc, I swallowed a few balloons full of cocaine. Uh, (laughs) How long do I have before I need to get those out of my system? I need to get them out, (laughs) as a matter of fact. Also, what's the easiest way to get them out? Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, I, I don't trust the answers. I, I Sometimes I read those things, and I'm like, look, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I know these guys don't know the answers either. These guys well, right. are posting a, the answers. Yeah, the Internet is full of a lot of dumbasses trying to talk about things that they don't know anything yeah, about. Like, and that's, we'll be right back. Because <laughs> yeah. exactly, those people are like, hey, nobody listens to me in real life. I'm going to put this on the Internet where people shouldn't be listening to me. Yeah, no. Maybe what, they will. What they should do is get a podcast, as we have done. Mm-hmm. We can spread all kinds of rumors and misinformation, right? Right, right. It's the best. I had no. Do you have? have you, uh, there was something else that I had on the internet that I was going to ask you about, but now I can't. I don't know. Was it about Paul Reiser? No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was, do you? Can you tell me anything else about Paul Reiser? No, I didn't really talk. He gave me a really nice tag for one of my jokes, uh, which was really nice, which uh-huh. I didn't expect. And uh, but I didn't really talk to him very much. I wish I'd got to talk to him a little bit. But he seemed like a really nice guy. Did, well, was he busy? Did he have his, he had his game face? Well, on? he was. Yeah, he was doing his show, and and it was kind of, uh, yeah, he wasn't really hanging out. There's no really there was, the club does not set up really for a hangout space. Well, what about when I come up there? To oh, the it'll be set up for Will you we be able out. to set it up to hang out? Oh, yeah, we'll be able to hang out because we know each other. But it's right. it's a little bit like you sort of come down from your room and you go into the, There's not really a green room. From your room? Is well, the, your hotel, hotel room is in inside, the, it's is inside in the, of a hotel? It's in a hotel, yeah, but it's nice. Is that how all comedy clubs in Canada work? They're attached no, to a mall or a hotel or another them. building? A few of them, which is nice, though, because Canada's very cold. So it's it makes it a, it's kind of a feature, nice feature. You can stay inside. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't have to go and get in a cab and go over to the show and deal with that you can just kind of that is nice down and be there i like i prefer that 
for most venues. I would love to be able, well, to be able to sleep just in the place close. where you're working and drinking and, and to just do it all in one place. Like, yeah. my dream someday would be to have audiences just come to a building where I lived and I'd just go down in the basement. <laughs> I'll meet you in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> my show's running seven days a week. I'll meet you down there. <laughs> down in the basement. And it's usually, if it's like that, uh, you know, the donut shop. If the green light is on outside, I'm doing a show. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> come on in. It's hot and fresh. Yeah. There's a hot, fresh show out. Yeah, that's 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 someday. That's in the someday category. Yeah. No, well, this this place is good for that because they they love to show you a nice time and hang out and have some drinks. So at the end of the night, it's nice. You just how big is it? Is it a big big club? Yeah, it's about three. I think maximum is about three thirty, three fifty. Oh, so that's maybe. a nice size. I, maybe I could get to come yeah, up it's there. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna try should. it. I, think we, I feel like we talked about it once. We before, maybe we but... did try it. I, I'm trying to get back up to Edmonton this year because I enjoyed the, oh, my Edmonton man. experience. Yeah. Did something bad happen? You just made no. a weird face. Oh, I went to actually when I was in Edmonton on this last trip. The guy that the promoter that did our tour uh, took us to Bob Seger because Bob Seger was there, and I guess he oh, yeah? used to have some connection with him, and so we went and saw the Bob Seger concert. Pretty nice. I never thought I would go to a Bob Seger concert. Did you hear about that lady who came out of a coma and the first thing she said was, I want to go to a Bob Seger concert? (laughs) No. She was in a coma. It was like more than a year. And so she went. And Bob Seger had dinner with her before the show. You know, she got to go to the green room and have a snack and meet Bob Seger. Wow. But that's what she was. She'd been in a coma. Here, you talk for a second while I look this up. Um, We... uh it was pretty fun. Like, we went, and it was a good time. But, man, the crowd was crazy mix. It was like Hell's Angels and and people that looked homeless and, and you know, sort of upper-class people, middle-class people, some younger people, some really old people. It was just a crazy mix of... But it was a pretty amazing show in the sense that we were right. We were really close to the stage. And uh, the it was amazing. Like, having a stadium full of people that know every word to every one of your songs is pretty crazy. Like a, a sold-out arena. And, people so it's just, an and, ar- at, and at times, it was like you couldn't hear him because everybody was singing so loudly to all uh-huh. of the songs. They loved it. They yeah. loved him. It's just, yeah. just amazing. But think about that. I mean, it was probably like 30,000 people, something. Well, arenas are usually more 20? like 10, 20, but... But uh, anyway, that well, I don't, I don't know. know. In Canada, maybe everything's bigger because you can't go outside. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> just, it's, it was 120,000 people. That would there. be a big one. <laughs> um, this this lady was in a coma for five years, and she came out, and the first thing she says is, "I want to go to a Bob Seger concert." And then she was confused about why she said it, but maybe they, she had that thought right before she went into the coma. Oh, like, but right it's only five years ago. It's not like she went into the coma 20 years ago, yeah. like it, in the but. But I would go to a Bob right before she went into the coma. Somebody was like, "What do you think you want to do this weekend?" I want to go to a Bob Seger concert, <laughs> and that was just like she she went into coma like right before she had right that before thought. she said it. Yeah, yeah, well, that was what she said. Maybe that was her theory. Or what if it was I? The last thing I want to do is go to a Bob Seger concert. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "I love Bob Seger." Oh. Man, he's old now, though. Is he? He's really old. like I think he's seventy. How was his voice? Good. He yeah. sounded the same. He can still bring I it? Mean, he can still bring it. He did some sitting down, but like getting up, his only dance move was this. The, uh, the raise, double raise fist the roof two, or the double two, fist pump? Double, two fists in the air. Oh, yeah. Like that was code of it. He would walk around a bit and stuff. Old white like, guys, that's kind of like... But that, that might have been his dance move for yeah, years. I like, feel that like, might have been the only dance move he's I ever feel had. like I see a lot of younger white guys rocking that move. But uh, yeah, he was still good. Still got a good voice. Still put on a good show. 
And, uh, man, those people have a fight broke out next to us. Big brawl broke out in the stands. Wow. Concert. A couple of 70-year-olds? A couple of... Yeah, I don't know who it was. I didn't really... I couldn't really see the fight, but a brawl broke out. And... Did you call me grandpa? I'm not a grandpa. You're a grandpa. I'll show you what Jaritaw can do for you. Yeah. I'm not a grandpa. I'm 65. You're 85. Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty, uh, and lots of booze. People just really hammered. He's got a good, good drinking. Well, my uh, experience with Canada is that people put it away oh, there at a pretty it. solid yeah, yeah. rate. It's a pretty, it's a pretty boozy place. Yeah. yeah, I drink way more when I'm up there than, than I, do anywhere else. Yeah, it's sort of it's a, a pub culture, I would say. Yeah, well, it's a drinky place. A, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of America is that way too. We we people go out. I mean, I'm always amazed at how much people will, people will decide to drink at a comedy show. You know, at a, at a rock and roll show, you can dance yeah. or kind of just kind of soak in the vibe. But at a comedy show, you really have to be in the game a little bit. But some people take themselves right out of the game. Yeah, yeah. I had a few people like that last night. At, at the show, like this one guy was just. Where were you, where were you last night? I did just a bar gig down in uh, Huntington Huntington Beach. That's I right, guess. Huntington yeah. Beach. Oh, Huntington Beach can be a tough surf town. That's that's a. It's a, it's actually a really fun show down there. It's always a good. They know that there's a comedy show and they come there strictly for the comedy. Mm-hmm. Like the place fills up for the show, and as soon as the show's over, everybody takes off, and they go to some other bar. Uh huh. But they're they're sort of there for the Thursday show, night comedy night. show. Yep, it's We're recording this on a Friday. Every week, yeah, every week they go down there and hit the bar, and it's fun. They're always they always have a, have a really, I always have a lot of fun down there. But it's kind of far to go for a show. It's a little bit. Is this? Do they give you a burger or anything? Yeah, yeah, they give you they give you they give you some money and burger and a couple beers if you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's always fun. It's always a good little. But it's yeah, it's a pretty happening little uh, place down there, a little bar bar strip and seems yeah. like everybody's having fun but I, I can also see it uh going south i can see it going kind of jersey shore in a hurry yeah i went down there to surf one t- time and i saw two guys that were gonna fight each other in the water you know somebody That's did tricky. somebody cut somebody off on the surfboard they dropped in on them is the word for it but you know the two these two guys and they had to be in their mid-30s you know they weren't Young kids, yeah. <laughs> but they, I guess they were young enough. And the, they were the one guy was so mad at the other guy that he was telling him, "Yeah, get out, go up, let's go up to the beach, and I'll kick your ass." And the other guy was, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm here. I came to surf. I'm going to keep surfing." <laughs> you go up to the beach. I'll meet you there later. Yeah, and then uh, it was the weird. So yeah, that's that's kind of you experience can't fight. That I had. That's a very James Bond thing to try and do fight in the water you can't really See, fight in the they, water you can dr- you can try and drown another person but yeah. you can't really you can't really punch anybody in the water and you can't really I feel like i've seen that in a james bond movie well you could stab somebody trying. if you had a weapon oh, you yeah, could stab them you need or you could gun. choke them if you could get a hold of their get your arm around their neck you could choke them you just pull out the breathing apparatus yeah that's what you're usually trying to do is pull yeah. that out and drown them yeah, and cut that hose if you push the goggles off they can't see what's coming yeah yeah, these are techniques. These are if you're techniques. Ever in a people, water if, you, fight. if you guys, if you want to write these down for a water fighting techniques, if you're ever <laughs> underwater, scuba, or if somebody cuts you off surfing, mm-hmm. this is this is how you win. Waterfightingtechniques.com. I got to Google it. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is our. This is my new class. You know, MMA has been a big thing. The mixed martial arts. Now we're doing. Uh, I you know there is a water boxing class. UMA, you know there is some class. UMA. It's underwater martial arts. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's uh, it's it's all of the fighting techniques with no impact. Uh-huh. It's much easier on your joints. It uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, a little more resistance. Yeah, because a lot of, of resistance in the water. I mean, but, that's uh, the main feature. But of no it. impact. Good if you have a knee injury. Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. uh, it's a good sport to get into. It's the way of the future. <laughs> so you're back in town for how long now? I'm here for about uh, three weeks, I think. Oh, good. Maybe three, maybe four weeks, roughly. Good. Yeah. So, so you're going to be cutting out about when we go to New Zealand. Oh, you're going to New Zealand? Again? Yeah, I still got to find somebody to take care of the oh, bunny while we're going. That's the problem. Right, they, they're fine on their own if you let them fend for themselves. I think so, too. You let them fend for I themselves. think so, That's too. Fine. You just put them in a pen with a bunch of carrots and yeah. you know you see what happens they're stronger than you'd think yeah they can fight off a predator they're actually people I mean, don't this... talk about it but they do yeah sure they can be quite vicious their claws are whew, sharp well that, that rabbit can bite you it hasn't bit me yet but it's bit both of Fanula and Belinda <laughs> yeah uh, yeah they're a great pet everybody you gotta get a rabbit you gotta get a rabbit yeah, yeah. So you're going to be back up in Canada for the summer, for the two weeks of summer. Uh, what is it, end of July, beginning of August? Yeah, probably. I'm going to be up there. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I think I'm going to be up end of June, early July. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I'd like to do just some uh, some hangout time up there as well. So I haven't quite, but I haven't quite worked out the schedule yet. But, yeah, I'd like to be up there for part of the bit of summer. I was up there, like, so this last trip. It mm-hmm. snowed. Did I tell you this? It snowed? It snowed? <laughs> it snowed. It snowed too Well, legend. it is only May. Yeah, like I picked up my rental car and, uh, you know, I, was, I looked in the back seat and had the snow scraper and the brush. I was like, these idiots still have the snow brush in here. God, take it out, morons. And then I parked the car and the next morning, two inches of snow, and I was like, ah, son of a... Out oh, scraping, scraping the snow off. And it was, yeah, and then I got sick. I got, it, oh, it was so cold. My ears were all plugged. Ridiculous! I don't know how people do it. it. Sounds terrible. It was the worst. But then, like two days later, it was you know it was a beautiful. It was like today, beautiful sunny day. Yeah, today in California. Yeah, it's like how it is today right now. It was you yeah. know seventy degrees or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like that swing in weather is just such a. It's not good for you. I think it's not good for you at all. Well, I think it's probably good for your character, but uh, I'm gonna ultimately. I don't know if it, I don't know. I know a lot of people who live in the American Midwest. You know, it's super cold. Yeah. And uh, they seem to live to be really old. Yeah, you know, that's true. there's a lot of people who live to be a- at least 80s. And a lot of people get into their 90s in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, it's just. People live to be old here, too, right? Do they, California? I mean, a few, maybe. I it just seems like, like more people. in the Midwest. Yeah, maybe. I always think it's because it's so, you know, there's not a lot going on. And so you just hang in there for another year. You get to be like 75 yeah. and you go, next year is a year when something really great is going to happen. I'm going to hang just, on. Because you just keep like, I got to make it till spring. I just got to make it till spring. And then spring gotta, comes, you're like, that was nice and starts snowing again. And then you're like, I just got to make it till spring again. Like you have something. To- one more trip. One more trip around the sun. <laughs> one more trip. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe they just cover up the the winter deaths better. They're just like, shh, don't tell anybody. It's bad for tourism. Well, you got to throw them outside and then wait for the thaw before you can bury them, right? You yeah. Can't, can you bury people you just, in the winter up there? It's freezes solid, or do you jackhammer the earth? How do you work it? Yeah, There's some kind of heater. The they, do a, they, 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 they do a they do they put a they heater heat on. it up. Yeah. yeah, they heat it up. They build a little fire on top of the dirt, soften mm. it up, See? dig a hole. 
they got it all worked out. See all the things you can hey, learn? Hey, if you got to dig a grave in the winter in Canada, hey. where would you be without this podcast? You hey. build yourself a fire and hey. you thaw the earth out a little bit. Don't worry. You die in the winter, we'll still we'll put you in the ground. You don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. We're hey, that's our problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, you Your problems are over. You leave it to me. I got a real good backhoe. Your problems are over. <laughs> mm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's wintertime up there. It's wintertime all the time. Yeah. Yeah, till May, till end of May. Then you're, I mean, it's really like four months of summer. Where would, you, where would you go if you could live anywhere? Anywhere? I mean, I like it here fine, but... Yeah, I like it here, too. I like Santa Monica. It's a good, it's pretty, you kind of got to, you get like a small town, but you're right. You want to go see something at Dodger Stadium? It's right down the road. You're right on the edge of the big town. You're right, yeah, you're right on the edge of the big town. You got an ocean right there, you go frolic in the, uh water there well the only the only bummer to me about santa monica is how far away it is from you know the, the, the a lot of the cool kid uh, comedy club venues you yeah. know like the the meltdown gotta, theater and you yeah, were talking about tiger Hollywood. lily and some of these other places they're yeah. all the way on the other side of town so it's hard to fire up to get in your car for a 40 minute drive to go over there to, to go have some showbiz fun yeah but uh, where would you so let's say you're rich you don't have to work you, you can do whatever you, you can do whatever you want no yeah no you don't have to work where do you go Oh, man, there's lots of good places to go. Ah, Hawaii is pretty nice. Would you, though? Could you think? I don't you know. Could... It's too far. The only thing is it's too far from everything. Well, you're super rich, so you could you get just... on a plane and fly back, I suppose. So that's not... It, well, that, I didn't but... know I was super rich. I thought I was just rich. Okay, yeah, I'm you're pretty rich. rich. Yeah, I got if my own you get jet, to Hawaii... Go Okay, here's how rich you are. You can, if you move to Hawaii, you're in Hawaii, but uh-huh. you can take one once a year. You can go somewhere else for two two weeks or, or a month okay. if you want to. Oh, man. So, like, you could live in Hawaii 11 months of the year and then go to New York City for a month or Paris or London. Or maybe you want to live in London the whole year and go to Hawaii for a month. Hmm? Huh? You maybe. tell me. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the city, like, the the urban uh, dwelling, you know, like New York. And I mean, I like it, but it's a little too, it's a little too congested-y for me. It's pretty congested so, I don't know. I always wonder what it would be like to live in New York for a year, you know, with... With enough money to to be able to go out to eat at restaurants, because yeah. you, you know you do, you can't stay in you can't stay in your house the whole time. No, you got to no, go out. No, you got to go out all the time. I think uh, the Pacific Northwest is really beautiful too. That's a nice mm-hmm. spot, but a little little too uh, can be cool. Well, it can be cool be, and a little rainy, a little gloomy, gloomy. Little right? Gloomy. Do you well, suffer from cheery. seasonal personality disorder? Yeah, whatever then it you got to sit in front of your glow light. You got to put your uh, glow light thing on. Do you see that things. in Canada? That's happening in the Midwest now. My sister was thinking about getting one of those lights. Yeah, the light thing. Well, where I'm from is pretty bright all the time. Mm-hmm. You get really bright daylight. So pretty much year year round. It's just the the days are shorter. So oh yeah, see in it's Iowa only light from nine till four. <laughs> right, but but but, it's it's really but you can get sunlight. Sun. See in Wisconsin and Iowa and so I've been to Chicago sometimes for the weekend where it's just the sun doesn't come out. Yeah, you know, it's just is overcast yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's but tough. so you got to you when the sun comes out you go outside and sun on a rock like or at a least reptile. you know if you're in an office or something like there's windows and there's bright sun you know like you sort of get that you just go stand and look out the window at the sun for an <laughs> hour at work what are you yeah. doing I'm getting my vitamin D well I think it's just a mental thing too right like when you see that sort of natural mm-hmm. I think it helps your disposition right even though it's cold and stuff it's still bright and blue sky and sun mm-hmm. so it sort of uh, lifts your uh, spirits a bit maybe yeah. or something. 
I don't know, but when it's, you know, it's really cold and it's gray and gloomy. Overcast all the time. I like a good rainy day every once in a while. Maybe build a a fire. Yeah, I like I could even take one. I could take two rainy days a week. I could do that. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah, see, I kind of love going back to Canada for the, you know, I like going back in the wintertime for a little bit where it's really cold because then you're just like, you don't feel bad about just staying in and watching a bunch of movies. You just think, oh, this is it. Yeah, it takes the pressure off the day. There's nothing like a rain or a hangover to take the pressure off a day. You combine those two together. Oh, man. Which you definitely do in Canada. You're definitely going to be hungover. Yeah. (laughs) In your hotel where you went out to the nightclub the night before. (laughs) Yeah, you were hung from from being downstairs. Mm Mm-hmm. Now... What's going on with the tar sands now? Are we building that pipe to bring the? I don't know if that's happening or not. I was up there. I was up. I was up in the Fort McMurray on mm-hmm. this trip, and uh, it's tough, man. That's a tough, uh, tough slug. But I don't know. I don't know what's happening with it. I think it's going to go through, but it's well. They're not crying any tears if we build it or if not if we don't, because they're going to ship that oil somewhere, no matter. Yeah, what. it's going to go somewhere. So, but America might shut it down and say we're going to, you know, try and use our own stuff and in which case they'll probably move that pipeline to because i think that's what canada's kind of thinking too is how dependent do we want to be on you know supplying the u.s maybe we should we should be supplying everybody else too you know because uh-huh. i think i think the u.s is kind of moving towards hey we should be more self-sufficient and not as reliant on all these other places for our canada life. we're worried about you think the united states is getting worried about being dependent on canada we love no, canada I, I think just in general like they're just sort of saying hey we've got you know unemployment is high and we could be we could be doing a lot of this stuff ourselves rather but than, we don't have tar sands we can't get oil out of the no but you guys have lots of uh you got lots of natural gas and stuff like yeah we're doing that, our fracking yeah you guys have resources oh, boy. and whatnot i worry about the fracking but uh you know well, because the thing is, it's diff- like it's, uh, yeah. I you just worry about you it could... down here because the, I think I feel like the American oil industry isn't isn't that regulated. Like in Canada, it's pretty heavily government regulated. Mm-hmm. I mean, to drill and to move rigs and stuff, there's quite a bit of paperwork that has to go through. But down here, it's kind of wild west a little bit. Like if you're because it's capitalism. Ah, oh, so it's, it's just a like, high shot of whiskey and a high five, and you're on your way. Yeah, it's cowboy. It's the wild west. It's like, hey, you want to let's you know make as much money as possible. Drill holes everywhere. Just go, go, go. See if we can find it and get it. And so. When you can do that, when they have sort of, if if you give a company free reign to just go out and do it, they're gonna they make a little bit of a mess. It. Whereas in Canada, I think they are a little bit more like, hey, you guys can't just go drill wherever you want. Like we got to talk about it, <laughs> yeah. figure out where you're gonna do it, and you gotta have pretty good reason to be drilling there. Whereas relax here, the fuck up. Yeah, relax the fuck up, oil companies. You can't just go wherever you want. But here, it's sort of just go for it anyway. And that was the problem in the east with the fracking is because it was kind of more. From what I understand, it's uh, it's sort of a geology thing that they're fracking is pretty safe depending on how deep down. Well, there's something that they're going. doing wrong because it's affecting the water supply. Yeah. Like they've got tap right. water that you can light on fire. Or, yeah, you know, because that's fracking. Not good. I mean, fracking's been done, I think, since like the 50s or something. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. It's something that they've kind of well, it's how we make babies. Certain- yeah, that's how. <laughs> so this is how you get gluten-free bread is through fracking. So it's very safe. Yeah, it's very safe. Um, but uh, yeah, but they're doing it in where it's too shallow. Like they're doing it. You know, if you're going really deep, like below water tables, safe. But when you're doing it in the water tables, like when you're fracking. Well, no, this is what they I think is happening. Is they are they say they're going deep, but you got to go through the water table to get down there, and so there can be leaks in there, and then there can be some fizzing up, up from down below. Yeah, but well. that's why you can't go through a water table. You got to go around. And you got to go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, go it's got to be like side. it's got to be down farther than the table. Is my understanding. Are you a petroleum engineer? Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> Sweet, I'm glad. I, we were over I'm our also head with a that. Medical doctor that mm-hmm. is advising you to mix Red Bull and Five Hour Energy I'm to give it, yourself a boner. I'm glad to hear you say that right out loud because I was confused earlier on whether or not you were a medical doctor. But oh now, yes, yes, I'm a medical doctor of prescriptions and a petroleum engineer and a petroleum engineer of geography. Mm-hmm. And, and geology. So, and geology. And so geology. it's lucky that we're catching you on a day it's off. sort of. I've, I'm a bit of a jack-of-all-trades. Is this one of your free days? I'm a professional jack-of-all-trades. So it's <laughs> uh-huh. a lot of... I have a lot of diplomas on my I'm own. like a handyman of thinking. <laughs> I've done a lot of online courses. If you need me to think about something, I can think about a lot of things. And I'm also uh, doing an online course on chiropractic care. If you're, uh, How's your neck? I'm not let into me, the chiropractor thing. I, let me take a look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you ever gone to a chiropractor? I have. Did it work? It's not a... Yeah, I went for Oh, you've got some chronic... But I had a back surgery uh, years ago, and my surgeon, my doctor, everybody was like, don't. My physiotherapist, they were like, don't do chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. So I sort of... And I get that some people, it's sort of like an alternative health thing that people are like oh you know doctors just say that but i was like you know my my physical therapist i don't think they're anti-chiropractor i think that they really are like hey that can you can kind of screw some stuff up yeah well well i I don't know much about it i just know the people who i know who have gone to chiropractors then wind up in a situation where yeah it made me feel great but i had then it came back and i had to go again like they like it can get to be a thing where now i got to go to the chiropractor to keep getting him to do a thing and i don't know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My, I physio, was kinda, my be, physiotherapist was like, if if it makes you feel better, I mean, go for it. But he oh, was okay. like, so sh- he's no. like, if you, if you feel like it works for you, but he's like, I wouldn't recommend it just mm-hmm. because you because I've had disc problems. And he's like, when you're cranking that stuff around, it's easy to you know, you know, I don't know what the technical term for is it because I'm not. I, I'm just a physical medical doctor of prescriptions. <laughs> Uh, you're not. <laughs> so this falls outside of my area of expertise, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but it can mess up the doohickeys in there. Is in your, what, is in the your technical in term your neck? That I would use in your in your neck or or backal area, uh-huh. which is the uh, technical term for the back, the sp- yeah. so, spinerosity area. Right. How long ago did you have the surgery? What did they do? It was in. I had a disc removed in my back. And they could just was, take one out. Yeah, they took it out. But don't they have to put something out. in? Did they no, put in they a metal now. thing? Now sometimes they put in a synthetic one. They used to fuse the di- the vertebrae together, like they'd take out the disc and then fuse the bone. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then they stopped doing that because they found that just put more pressure on the on the other discs. Well, so now do you have two vertebrae that are grinding together? I guess so. How does that feel? Ah, it feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's still like a little because they can't get all of it out. Like they take out the part because it ruptured. My disc ruptured, so it's like the it's sort of like a little gel pack, you know. A disc uh-huh. is like a little. It's liquid inside, a little yeah. like a tender outside. It's, you can actually make a uh, like a, like the, you no, can make one center. out of uh, one of those uh, you know foot he- shoe inserts where you put yeah, it in yeah, your shoe. It's like, like the those. gel thing. You you it's cookie cutter or a little circle out of the middle, and then you can put that right into your spine. <laughs> well, that's kind of what they're doing now. So they t- cut out. They took out as much as they could of mine, but they're still like a little bit sort of in there. And mm-hmm. then now what they do is they do make a synthetic disc that you can have put in there. I don't know what the success rate is on those though. 
But you're doing fine with no disc. I'm doing okay with no disc, yeah. Okay. You so, downgraded yeah. from fine. I, had, I said fine. You downgraded to okay. It's, well, I had a lot of problems for a lot of uh-huh. time. It's still a little bit tricky sometimes, but for the most part, it's better than it was. Can you ride like, horses? I haven't, I haven't ridden a horse since. Yeah, okay. So, so there you have it. I mean, I've broken a few horses, but yeah. I didn't ride them. I'm also, Mostly that was psychological, I'm, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just a mental game at that point, yeah. yeah. Strictly with my eyes. You just look strictly at them. with my eyes. You whisper just, a few things in their ears. No whispering, just eye contact. Strictly eye contact. I get them to lay down, I force them down on the ground. They know who's boss. Uh-huh. But that comes from also being a medical doctor. Yeah, to break a wild horse just by <laughs> just a stern your, look. Just, Not many yeah. people could do that. Just, well, you can't blink. Yeah, so you blink and that horse wins blink, and it's and then, over. Yeah, then it's over. Then it's yeah, like, you well, don't you get to start all over again. Well, you can. Yeah, I was going to say you just they got to bring a new guy after that. <laughs> yeah, because that, that horse remembers, That horse yeah. remembers who you are. This guy's a pussy. I'm not breaking for this guy. That's why I usually bring a kid of wigs and mustaches with me just in case. So they don't have to bring in a new guy. Yeah, it's so just I just you, go but you in put again. on a disguise. I put on a disguise, mm. and then the horse doesn't Clever. recognize me. Well, that's why you're a professional. That's why I win. I would love it if they added that to the rodeo. <laughs> horse breaking. Horse just breaking. two guys just, 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 staring the just staring the horse down till the horse lays down. I love the image of a horse staring into a guy's eyes and then he just sits down like a dog, you know, where yeah. his ass goes down and his front <laughs> yeah, legs are up. Like, All right. Wow. All right, I'll shake a hoof. Yeah. You win. Good game, sir. Oh, yeah. I well, I feel like we were on to another. We were talking about something else. Well, that's welcome we, to the podcast. I feel like that's what happens. You're talking yeah. about one thing, and then you wind and up talking about another thing. Else. Yeah. And then next next thing you know, I've gained a new professional designation. Right, right, and they only last for the duration of the episode. Like next yeah. week, you may or may not be a doctor of medical. Oh, I could be disbarred. I could be disbarred <laughs> in that time. Is it disbarred with doctors? I always get confused because disbarred I thought was lawyers, but is it? Well, I, I was an attorney as well. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but that's over. <laughs> that's over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was trying yeah. to. Oh, that reminded me of some. What's the legal? There was did some legal thing happen this week? I can't remember. Uh, gay marriages. Did they Is get legalized? Any? No, they didn't get legalized. It's I don't understand why That's we are ridiculous. spending all of our time trying to keep. I feel like it's just a distraction from all the other problems. Like you feel there's like so it, many yeah. other things happening that they're just like, let's just keep this gets people all riled up and they'll forget. But it's about a distract. It. Yeah, it's a distract. It's important to the gay people who want to get married, and then it's a complete distraction for these other nut jobs who want to keep gay people from getting married. Yeah. And and so we never we don't actually get any decent health care. We don't get yeah. uh, the budget balance. We we don't get you know yeah. we don't get any of that stuff. We just get to listen to this stupid gay marriage argument which well, why does let's get let's let gay people get married and get on with some of the important business yeah stop stop uh just stop it everybody stop or stop stopping it yeah stop stopping it it depends on how you're looking at the issue you're right <laughs> stop stopping it that is a good t-shirt that's I think. a good there's your bumper sticker <laughs> gay marriage stop stopping it <laughs> yeah yeah okay like it is it. the nice thing. I mean, that is one thing I like about Canada is the, you know, the health care. I do appreciate it more now is the the gay marriage thing. And, like, nobody cares. It's not a... It really I kind of have the feeling here that so few people care that, that they still keep banging this drum really to get people pissed off bunch. on TV. I'm done watching the friggin' TV. 
Yeah. I, I tried to get back into the news this last week with these poor three girls that were um, kidnapped and held in this guy's house. Oh, oh, it was Jesus. just horrific. But the TV can't shut up about it, and they keep telling me more freaky stuff about it. It's like, look, this is terrible. We caught these guys. Let's punish. Let's punish the people responsible. Yeah. Let's take care of these poor victims. And I don't need to know every. These poor girls have been through enough without now. I, you, yeah. Everyone in America has to know what their hor- horrific life was like. We don't all need to know that. Yeah, it's uh, too. There's too much information. I want less information. Well, I just need what I need. I need to know. Yeah, the, there's a, a little bit of the story is interesting, but then it's right. like, look, this this is something that we all need to work to prevent. But I don't need yeah. to know any more about it in order to to start to get to work on let's let's how do we keep this from happening again? Yeah, and, and how and like, like focus on yeah, it's just the sort of sensationalism. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, there's so many important not that that isn't important. Like you're right, it's a horrible story. Caught the guy, deal with the deal with the, but it's it's like there's other things happening too that. Just give me the news. Stop. Well, and they're tro- so busy it. trying to freak us out. Like, what yeah. if somebody else blows up another marathon? What if another guy goes into a school and shoots somebody? It's like, hey, well, what are we doing to keep that from happening? That's what yeah. I would like to know. What it, would they do? They didn't pass any kind of. You no, know, you don't have to. You don't have to register your gun at a gun show. We're not going to limit any kind of guns. We're not. I'm not saying that that's what we should yeah. do. I'm just saying we should do something. Yeah, we shouldn't should just. Be. We shouldn't just do nothing, and and yeah. expect that we're going to change something. We should do something. Yeah, there should be some. I mean, Canada had a gun registry for a long time, and it was a huge failure. Where, like, if you bought a gun or you owned a gun, you had to register it uh-huh. with the government. I think you're supposed to do that here, right? You're supposed to. So, if you've got a gun, you're supposed to register it. Uh, I don't know. Do they right or wrong? Of, I don't know. I don't think they, they do. do. Yeah, well, you know, you are supposed to register them, but you don't have to register them if you get them a certain way. You're, then you're on your own to register them later. Like, if you buy a gun at a, my, and then again. We're in an area. Yeah, I don't I, know. under certain know circumstances, yet. if you buy a gun, they require you to register at the time. Under other circumstances, and I think this is like a gun show or something. It's like, hey, I'm going to sell you the gun, and you just register it later on. And so then people just don't register right. it. But uh, anyway, I don't know. But so what happened in Canada? So there was this thing where everybody went into a registry. They, so the government kept a database of who has. So they know Jake's got this many guns mm-hmm. and Nigel has this many guns. And these are the guns that he has, thinking that it would be. But most people in Canada, these are primarily people that are hunters. and They're hunting or maybe they're collecting stuff. it. Like, and, I like this shotgun. Yeah, and there's some collectors and stuff. And so people were like, look, I don't, I'm not shooting anybody with it. But I sort of don't like the idea of the government... N- you know, keeping track of my gun and knowing, like, I don't want to be in a database. Like, you know, this I don't want to be in a database learn. either. I don't even want to be in that stupid health database. The last thing and I so, want is soon, soon as the government and these insurance companies know that you got sick one time after drinking vodka and Red Bull, the next thing you know, they're not going to test you for, for, you know, all at once you can't buy a caffeinated beverage. Yeah. And that's, uh, but. So there was a big fear about that. And then anyways, it turned out to be just a giant waste of time because, like, these guns aren't the guns that are involved in crime. And it's it's just a huge, it cost, it was a huge amount of money to, to maintain well, it and go over it. It was just a big expense, and they found that it wasn't really that helpful, so they scrapped it. But now, I mean, the thing is, when you buy a gun, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to be a, uh, like, you do have to be, Registered in the sense that, like, you have to take a course before you can buy a gun. So you have to take like a safety class. To that seems like a, a great idea. I so mean, I to, feel like you I, have to have a license. Essentially, you have to have a license to have a firearm. I so feel there like, is a certain amount. Of, I feel like that's a good idea. In the background check, I get how the background check could be great if you if it was yeah. if you could be sure that look, 
this person is the person who's buying the gun. But then how do you prevent... You don't have to get a background check. Then once I bought a gun and it doesn't have to be registered, I can sell it to some other guy. And if, if that doesn't have to be recorded, then now he's got my gun and it's not registered. And how yeah. nobody can but trace it back. I think the registration back. does. Like, I think when you sell a gun... Because you want to know that that gun is not yours anymore. Because if the guy does use it to go hold up a liquor store, you want to be like, hey, I sold that gun to this guy. Right, but we, I thought you were just trying to talk me out of having uh, us register our guns. No, not a not, a uh, not that I'm in charge. Not a registry, but I think you have to have a license. Mm-hmm. And so, so then it's like I think when you sell it to somebody, there is a... a a way of tracking it. Right? Well, then it is, so, but then that is like a register because you can track who's like, in charge. Yeah, of that I gun. guess. I guess I don't know how I, it works. I, if you yeah. sell a gun privately, I know if you buy a gun from a store, you have to have a license and you have to have taken the course, and there's sort of a waiting period of like, are you Jake? Okay, mm-hmm. now we'll get you your gun, and all those things have to be met. Anyway, but, I'm not a. I I don't want to have know, a gun. I don't really worry that I'm going to need a gun for something. But then again. Um, when it comes down to the zombie apocalypse, guns are probably going to be pretty handy yeah, for the yeah, first little while, you, you know, until people that. run out of ammo. Well, you want and to then get it's one before fighting. the zombie apocalypse. So the thing oh, yeah, is to it's be, too late to go to the gun store once you got to have your feelers on society to know when it's happening. Because also, you know, once everybody knows it's happening, then there's going to be a rush on guns and the price. Yeah, you're not going to be able to You're not going to get a good deal. Although, did, I heard this thing on NPR this morning where they were talking about... Uh, Ammo. The, since since Obama has been president, oh, these gun nuts have been crazy. They like they got to go buy guns and they got to get ammo because they're worried yeah. it's going to get taken away from them. And so there's a real ammo shortage. And these gun <laughs> stores. This was this is was interesting to me because oh, these God. same people who are paranoid about the government and you know society and everything are so decent. They're like, well, we could. There's a shortage of ammo, but instead of jacking up the prices, we're still selling it at the same price that we used to, but we're completely out of it. We could double the price of ammo. People would pay it. We could make double the profits, but we're not oh, doing it. Like people. like Walnut, Walmart and all these other little, little smaller gun and ammo places, yeah. they're keeping the prices of the ammo low, which makes me feel good about the idea that I don't have a gun, but the gun people, the people who have guns and ammo they're and sell guns price. and ammo, they're sort of decent people. They're sort of decent people. Oh, man, that's terrifying to me because that just makes me wonder, like, how much ammo does my neighbor have stockpiled in his... Like, when his place catches fire, how, how, how many kind of exploding a, bullets are going to be... What kind of a dangerous fireworks show are you Tearing through for? my walls. Yeah, well, that is... It would be, <laughs> it would be very interesting if we could know... You know who in the neighbor, where the guns were. If you could just know, look, go on Google Earth and see how many guns and ammo and weapons yeah, like were those, within like those voting polls. Like it's like red. And yeah, like within two, let's say just within two hundred yards of where you are right now, how many guns are there? Yeah, I would be really interested in that. I asked a cop at, in Cleveland one time how many, how many. You know, he was a security at the at the club, and I said, how many people do you think in this audience have guns on them tonight? And he said, probably, you know, three. Like in a comedy club during the show, there's three people in there with guns. Maybe they got permits, maybe they don't, but they just got their gun on them. That's who they are, you know. Wow. And I and I felt like, wow, that is it's great. It's to think about you're on stage in a room with all these people and three people out there have guns. And you just hope obviously if if he's right, those people are well balanced because I've never seen anyone shoot anyone in a comedy club or even pull yeah. out a gun. Well, I met a guy here in L.A. that uh, he seemed like a normal guy, but he lived through the L.A. riots and he has like uh, an arsenal in his house. In his house. In his house, and you know he carries a handgun. He's got um, 
he had like shotguns and he had a sniper rifle. He had machine guns. He had, and just like you say about stockpiling ammo, he had just a ton of ammunition. And I mean, he seemed like a normal guy, and I was just like, whoa. I feel like some of those guys. I mean, yeah, he's if if what he thinks is going to happen happens, he's all set and I'm yeah. screwed. But I think a lot of that is like, look, when you think about the probability of that happening, yeah, it's it's. I feel well, like it's pretty low, and I feel like a lot of that getting guns and ammo and stuff is really it's about insecurity and fear. Yeah, and and the reality sure. and the reality is is that the. If the guns make that go away, it's really an illusion because yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna really be able to protect yourself against a real serious dangerous situation just because no. you have a gun. Well, I mean, his thing was is that he was he lived through the L.A. riots and he was I guess right in the heart of it, and the mm-hmm. building that he lived in was like a gang controlled building or something, so he was okay. But he was like, there was no cops, there was no help from anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you was know, what he, was clear. He was like, you were on your own. And that's and he's like that's what I learned from that experience. So he, so he's scarred from that event. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think when you're feared for your like you're sitting in a in a room terrified for your life, thinking I've well, that's I've the but that's that's actually the good so. news if you're one of these people who thinks like, hey, we have to protect ourselves from the government. It's like the government only works because we agree that they're in charge. Yeah. You know, the cops can only protect us against the few people who are willing to go against them. But if everybody decides, hey, fuck the police, we're going to do whatever we want, there's not enough police to stop us, you know? And so, yeah, it's dangerous in an L.A. riot situation, but then on the flip side of the coin, is like if you worry about the stormtroopers coming into your house to take all your (laughs) shit, I mean, I I just don't think there's enough of them. Yeah. I I mean, they can't. I like what you're saying, though. Like, we could overthrow the cops. We get the rest of the people in the neighborhood. We get together. We pick up some guns. I got it. I was not trying to suggest that that's what we're going to do. No, no, I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this. Look out, Santa Monica. Here we come. Yeah, well. We're on uh, on the loose. When... Later though, like not probably not today. Or we got to get a uh, middle class white dudes decide that they're going to riot. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be enough. some trouble. There's, yeah, there's going to be some trouble on that day when all of us agree that it's time to get some ass. <laughs> That's going to be a problem for everybody. Yeah, um, things have gotten really awful. Yeah. When the, yeah. That's going to be a problem. That's <laughs> that's that, that's that's when you're really in trouble. At that point, I think I'm just gone. Uh, like if things get that bad, I'll probably just be in a sea kayak somewhere. Oh, I'm going. Su- I'm going super polite and happy, yeah. and like, uh, see ya. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Enjoy. I'll just leave the door open. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna lay low and wait for the the chaos to die down a little bit, and then just. I'm going up to up. the tar sands. Up to the tar sands? Yeah, that's where you. Because nothing's gonna happen. Up yeah, there. but it's freezing cold. You got to stay warm in the winter. And you got to kill enough animals yeah, to survive the winter. They got tons of oil up there. They, they're heating that place up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm just, I'm gonna escape. learn Spanish and head down to Mexico. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. It's yeah. nice down there, right? And nobody wants to blow up Mexico. Nobody because they got. Well, the drug lords are already tearing up the place, but that's gonna that pro, that's gonna blow over once it goes apocalyptic because. Yeah. The American demand for drugs is going to drop off once it's chaos up here. Yeah. I think. I feel like you could just go to a nice little beach community down there, you know, maybe hang out at a bar. We could probably do that now. I could probably cash out and go to Mexico (laughs) now. Yeah, actually. Just end this ridiculous, you know, charade. Hey, if there's no podcast next week, 
Uh, that's what's happened. We can't go to Mexico yet, though. It's too. No, not it, next I think week? I feel okay. like Mexico. Yeah, we'll be back. Okay, we'll okay, be back. And you'll be on next week because yeah, we'll I'll be, be here. here next week. Okay. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. So if we don't overthrow the police next week. When you say we, mean you mean other people, not really you, know, you and I. I'm not going to be involved in any kind of... Get the neighborhood together. We'll start with a barbecue. No, no, We'll no. start with a barbecue. I'm Let's out. put the feelers out. I'm out. Look, if you're going to overthrow Jake, the police, you're not, on your own. This is not going to help our uh, our cause. If, if you're already out, you're one of the co-founders. You can't be out. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> This good. was your idea. I'd like to put the brakes on this thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not ready to sign off on that. I'm oh, putting the brakes on. I'm putting the kibosh on a government overthrow for another week. <laughs> Rest easy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Enjoy your lives. Everybody, sit tight. It's not happening this week. It's not happening this week. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, is, are you ready for a high five and a hug? Yeah, I'm okay. ready. It actually, it's not as hot in here anymore, so I feel better. No, it's cooled down. It's cooled down. It's cooled down. It's feeling good. We cooled it down. Listeners, we cooled it down. Sweet. Well, let's have some more coffee. All right, let's do it. Thanks, listeners. This is the theme song. Well, that was it. That was me and Nigel talking. This has been episode 45. How about it? Uh, did you like it? I hope so. You could uh, leave a positive review on iTunes if you get a chance, if you have the time. I'm not asking you for a favor. Well, I am asking you for a, This is me asking you for a favor. If you'd like to ask me for a favor, uh, you can email me. There's an email attached to my website, or you can tw- tweet at me, at Jake This. That's my tweet tweeter handle. And... Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening this week, and I hope you'll be around uh, next week to listen some more. Hope everything went great, and I uh, hope someone will get back to me on the results of your vodka and uh, five-hour energy drink experiment. Be careful. Please do that in a safe environment, and uh, do not butt-chug it. If I, We've covered this before on the podcast, but uh, only... Only ingest your alcohol and five-hour energy drinks orally. If uh, I'm no doctor, but I feel like I'm on pretty solid ground there. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. You know that. We've been over this, but I mean it. That's why I keep repeating it. Repetition is one of the keys to learning. And uh, also, what else can I tell you? you got to heat up the ground to dig a grave in the wintertime. Watch out for your crack-smoking mares until we meet again. Stay away from the online chiropractors. Bye-bye. pretty good though we had a pretty good flow of uh oh this episode are you kidding me we nailed it we nailed it (laughs) things flowed right from one thing into the next thing yep you're fluxing